0: and they don't know whether they are a woman or not they they should write in and we'll offer some help we'll tell you we'll ask you some diagnostic questions and then we'll tell you whether or not you're a woman Mm -hmm. and then if you are a woman we'll tell you what to do
1: Welcome to the Stand Firm Podcast. I'm Nick Lannon of Grace Anglican Church in Louisville, Kentucky, and Matt, J.D. and I are excited to step aside this week for a very special episode. On today's show, Ann Kennedy of the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd in Binghamton, New York, Liza Koch of Christ Church Anglican in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, and Rolinda Greger of Grace Church in Louisville are here to answer the question of our time. What is a woman? As I'm sure you saw, this question burst into the public consciousness, though it had certainly been brewing for a while, when nominee to the Supreme Court, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson, was asked during her confirmation hearing whether or not she could define a woman. And she said she couldn't, and in her defense noted that she was not a biologist. Well, we have brought you three non-biologists today. But they're here to answer the question that Judge Jackson couldn't or wouldn't. I hope you enjoy their conversation. Here's Anne.
0: So, I think we should quickly answer this question so we can move on with our lives. What is our question? What is a woman? Is that the? Is that our and, task, Relinda? You should like kick
2: it off. You know, in the. When J.D. asked us to do this, I was thinking, okay, well, that's five minutes worth. What is a woman? Do we really need to do this? Why is our world so confused? Why does our world not even want to define what a woman is? And that that's pretty sad. You know, it's so basic. Women generally are the child bearers. We can have children. We can feed them. We have generally smaller bodies, physical differences, and really we are in a sad place as a society when people are are hesitant to even say what a woman is
0: that is a that's a much more interesting question than what is a woman i I like that i do I mean, obviously, the person who said that she didn't know what a woman was does know what a woman, because she, as everybody said, she was nominated because she's a woman. So mm-hmm. setting that to one side, why would she feel like she needed to equivocate on that score? Because I I'm, imagine not to get into other people's heads or anything, but that it would be an incredible honor to be nominated uh, as a woman, (laughs) you know, to have worked hard and gotten to that position and then been nominated for it and then be asked that question and then feel like it was necessary to equivocate and say that she didn't know. I don't know, or I'm not a biologist. So... (laughs) I mean I'm not a biologist either but I do know in general you know and in particular instances what a woman is so and I think the differences are between men and women are are interesting and wonderful obviously it needs to be tempered by the sameness of men and women mm-hmm. which everybody also pointed out but why did she feel like she couldn't say I'm a woman, or, or or what a ridiculous question, Senators. So and so, you are a woman and I am a woman, and here we are, and you've asked me what a woman is. You know, there's many things she could have said, but instead she said, I'm not a biologist. So that's a wonderful <laughs> answer.
2: <laughs> well, it's that transgender gotcha. She doesn't want to be canceled. Mm-hmm for stepping on any of the uh, minefields.
3: Um, Mm -hmm. And it is such a minefield because there's such a deep confusion, obviously, about the definition. But you have on the one hand, that you pointed out the fact that she was nominated because she was a woman, right? But in in the culture, we have people that say, um, that argue that all it takes to be a woman is to just decide that you are, right? So all it takes to be a woman is, your own idea about whatever you think a woman is but then on the other side you know you're convinced you're a woman whatever your biology but on the other side we don't have any idea what a woman is so you're what are you even convinced that you are if you are a man who's decided that you're a woman like what is that just you just whatever the word means nothing but you can't point that out because that's obviously hateful It was just such a deep confusion all around. And I think, I think you're right, Roland. I think it is just a fear or sort of a pragmatic, cynical approach to like, well, I'm just not going to, I'm not even going to go there because, you know, what is truth anyway? So woman is whatever anybody wants it
2: to be. What, what's funny um, is the women who were really fighting for equality in women's sports, and for women's sports to be treated um, equally to men's sports, and will still, because it's a mindset, they will say, "Well, it doesn't matter if trans women compete against women." Women, of course, they wouldn't use those terms, um, because there's not very many of them, and and so it just really doesn't matter. It Uh, the whole issue of fairness doesn't come up because it's an issue of equality, I guess. But you you almost have to play twister in your mind um, really to navigate all of these ideological positions um, if you're not going to be hard and fast on what a woman is i.e., someone who was born as a woman and has the uh, XY thingy going.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, it is really shocking to me that people, like people, many, many people worked very hard for decades and decades to have women's sports be a thing. Mm-hmm. That was a, a huge labor that took a lot of time. And because it wasn't really you know mo- I'm not a sportsing person but from all of, that I gather watching women compete isn't always as exciting as watching men compete I don't know so it's hard to get funding right so you work really hard over decades to say no this really matters women should have the chances that men have and they they should have a, a level playing field and all of that is undone and I don't know, like 30 seconds. It mm-hmm. it was so interesting to have um Judge Brown and um William so and so. Uh what's I all of, I'm sorry. I cannot being a speaking as a woman, I can't remember the names of people in public situations. <laughs> I've lost the capacity of speech. But William who goes by the name Leah, I oh. guess. To have those two things happen, you know, in a very short, close proximity to each other, I thought was really fascinating because in both cases, Judge Brown had obviously worked really hard over the course of her whole life to get where she was, had a resume, but it's undone in 30 seconds if you can't say I'm a woman, you know. Mm-hmm. All those young women who swam their lives away, it's all gone in an instant when a man comes along and says, well, I'm a woman. So you you work in where it's very biblical. You strive your whole life and it just disappears in a vapor because of the moment, what people think in the moment. Uh, i i think that's astonishing and interesting and terrible but um you know i feel like the bible warns us about these kinds of things so <laughs> i've become in this age a turf a you know trans trans exclusionary radical feminine to me and jk Rowling we really think you know the bodies of women matter finally it only took you know a hundred years for me to see that that was what i believed in so
3: (laughs) i it is funny the strange bedfellows that are made when men start pretending to be women and everyone's insisting that we go along with that
0: (laughs) i know how is this not total misogyny like how is this not when a man can say i'm a woman and i can a better woman than you how is that not the misogyny that we've fought against Mm -hmm. And I use we expansively because I wasn't paying attention until this year. So everyone else was thinking about, uh, and I mean, I, I feel bad. I, I lived off of the fruits of other people's centuries of labor. I went to college. I didn't have to convince anyone that I had a mind or that I was, that I could do a lot of work that, A hundred years before would have been prohibited for me, or I would have had to fight really hard to do. So I feel bad. I should have been more grateful. Now that it's too late, I guess I'm totally grateful for all their hard work. (laughs) But it's now, it's fine because it's not a thing anymore. You know. Yeah, we can just take it for granted now. Yeah. Well, it doesn't (laughs) even exist. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So. Well, I, what is the way out? Like, is there a, what um, I did see a piece on Twitter today. I think it was Christianity today about uh, does the uh, sort of, again, sort of equivocating. Well, you know, yes. it's a very important I was going to bring
3: this up too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I did not like that article. <laughs> yeah. So it's such an important question, but we're, you know, we're answering it wrong and everyone's you know, for, for <clears throat> forever, we've always struggled to define what a woman is. And so you know because we because conservative Christians have done it wrong and because Christianity has answered it wrong and we're focused so much on what men are and we're in contradistinction to that and we've forgotten the you know imago day, obviously of <clears throat> women are, of course you had to throw that in, then um, you know, there, there she actually didn't provide an answer. did you did I miss it? Was there I an don't answer know, to
0: I question? I was interrupted like uh, three quarters of the way through and I I could, uh, speaking as I a woman, no. I'm just going to keep saying that over and over again because yeah, I was having to homeschool woman. my children. As a woman who has given birth to children, I had to go and mm-hmm. attend to the actual needs of my children. I was not able to continue to read the internet. <laughs> in the I, I kind of skimmed
2: the, it. And she said, you know, we Christians are so bad about the gender roles and women have to do this, women have to do that and, and you know, cover up, you know, from their chin to their toes, which it is not true. And, and really what I got from that, it, I mean, as a rebuttal, I was thinking, but no, that's not everywhere. And I think the, the three of us, you know, having been, in the Episcopal Church and now the Anglican Church in North America, um, we're part of a denomination that does treat women like people. Um, there aren't, a, you know, there aren't uh, a lot of restrictions. You know, no one's saying you can't do that, um, or no, you you need to stay home and bake cookies and have teas isn't that what hillary clinton mm-hmm. complained about yeah i mean he wasn't episcopalian
0: why was she wasn't she methodist maybe they uh, have a harder time with women than the methodists <laughs>
2: yeah i don't know uh, it's almost like this mythical um yeah uh repressive christian uh milieu um i, I know there's pockets of it out there i guess we are really fortunate we we don't live in that
3: yeah but even even setting aside like the the aspects of christian culture in america that do represent what she was talking about at least mm-hmm. or resemble it more closely than our experience so let's say there's a whole chunk of christianity where the women have teas and make sandwiches mostly right just hypothetically give her that it's still Begs the question of how do you answer what is a woman like we don't have to say we don't have to like what I didn't like about the article is it was Mm -hmm. like a I mean it was sort of like a straw man because she was as as if as if that question to that judge that day was really supposed to like provoke an essay that encompasses every facet of what womanhood means that's not Mm -hmm. what we were asking that's not what we that's not why we're interested in her answer. We want to know, are you going to tell the truth? And she even right. referenced biology. So if she's going to reference biology, then it's it's binary. Yes, there mm-hmm. are very rare exceptions, but like my like one of my favorites, Ellie Beth Stuckey always says, you know, people, human beings are bipeds. Occasionally is a child born with a deformity without feet or without a leg, or you have to have an amputated. Like we don't stop saying human beings are bipeds. We right. just don't. Like human beings have two legs. That's the thing. We can say that still for now. So to 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 say, well, we can't say what a woman is because you know some some aspects of Christianity have put baby in a corner. Then mm-hmm. that, that's not really what we're. That's not our problem. Right. Like fine. So we can talk about that in a different day. But what we need to know now is: are we gonna are we gonna appoint? Are we gonna let a judge be appointed to our highest court? who will not tell the truth about, in her own way of framing it, a biological reality that is fundamental to human existence.
2: Well, we will.
0: I think we will do that. We will, we will yep. definitely put somebody in who's willing to lie and who's willing to say the lie publicly when everybody knows it's a lie. And yes. that that's exactly what we're... And then we're all complicit in the lie, you know, then we sort of back off and we do, we get into long conversations about, you know, what it means to be a woman, you know, and who has to make the tea and, uh, and all of those questions are totally secondary. That's not like, it doesn't matter really how each denomination, again, we weren't even talking about the church at that point, but sure, let's talk about the church. It doesn't matter how many, how each denomination wants to sort out what women can do or can't do that's an endlessly both fascinating and boring question mm-hmm. that can be answered in every age but what we're being asked to do is say no we don't actually know we and biology might tell us something but that's not essential i mean she blew it by saying i'm not a biologist she should mm-hmm. have said biology doesn't know anything and then what i'm saying today is I feel like a woman you know like today I feel like a woman tomorrow I feel like a cupcake you know it doesn't (laughs) what your feelings are are completely secondary to the question of truth but no we are all gonna we're gonna all lie together about what God who we are Uh, And I, I think that's so offensive. Personally, I'm deeply offended by that. But I do think Christians. So here's the discouraging thing about the church. If Christians then looking at Judge Brown can't say, Oh, I'm so sorry, honey, bless your heart. Obviously, you know what a woman is. And, and then Christians say, Women are this, or this is what it means to be a woman. This is what it means to be a man. This is what it means to be human, and this is who God is. Like, why are we bothering at all with anything at this point? Uh, It's not. This shouldn't. Sure, it's controversial for the Supreme Court pick, but it should not be controversial for for Christians on Twitter. But I guess maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Uh. Well, the
3: stakes have gotten so high, and so the. Allure of at least having a nuanced answer is very strong for anybody who hasn't come to the realization yet that there is no way to be nuanced or winsome enough to get around this, to get away with saying what we've always said, which is that God created the male and female, that you're not God, you can't just decide things, um, you know, that there's like a reality outside of your imagination. And so Well, there's just a, there's a real hesitancy to want to say strongly anything like that's not a woman, that's a man and bless his heart, you know, he's clearly confused or bless her heart. She can't answer a really simple question that like, you don't have to be the biologist to be able to answer. As we all know, all of us who took biology, we can learn something about it. Right. So the people, Eddie, it's it's the hard part right now, I think is that it's really being pressed like the question of what's it worth it to you to get along with uh, the world? What's it worth? Like, how far will you go? How how much lying will you put up with before you have to say, you know what? I'm willing to risk being canceled on Twitter, which is obviously mm-hmm. the outer outer darkness of this life.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised by how much pe- apparently people are willing to to be pushed mm-hmm. to the wall. I don't know. That's what
2: amazes me. Well, it is, it is not just being canceled on Twitter, though. You know, people can lose jobs and book contracts. And um, I mean, that's sad and crazy. Yes, that's true. It is. That's true. It's so,
3: so widespread right now to have um, like anti-racism training and anti-bigotry training and, you know, basically telling you controlled speech in any corporate setting, mm-hmm. I mean, whatever company you're working for is most likely down that road, and maybe has been for a long time. I mean, they've been doing it for decades, but it's obviously ramped up a lot lately. And the the you're right. I mean, I'm joking about Twitter, but the costs of transgressing are very real. And I've been reading a lot about um, several pastors calling for churches essentially to like create a fund for members of their congregation who are going to have to lose their jobs at some point by just saying something that can't be said, being willing Mm -hmm. to say something that can't be said. And, you know, for the, for Christians to recognize that the stakes are really high and we need to be prepared to help take care of people temporarily while they regroup and find a job that won't cancel them, um, which is a terrible reality to have to consider. Um, And I think that's where You know, one aspect of hope is that people can be people, you know, we can be taught, we can be encouraged that although the stakes are really high on the one side, right? And the risk is really high. Like if I say, if I say what I shouldn't say at work, I might lose my job. The risks on the other side are extremely high as well. If I keep my mouth shut, if I go along with a lie, if I don't say what I believe is true, over and over and over, then I won't even know what's true anymore. I want, it turns out, I don't really believe what's true and what's false. That's just what happens to us. Like we just, the more we go along with the lies, the less confident we are in even knowing what the truth is. And so the stakes are, it's important to help remind and encourage people that it's not like it's one side is risky and the other side is safe. That's not true. And as Christians in America, we've been trying for a while to, you know, be liked and be safe. And, we thought it kind of thought it was working i think and now i think that part of the reason it's taking people are being willing to be pressed farther than i would like to see them push is that one the goal was probably wrong to begin with like being seeker sensitive was kind of the wrong mm-hmm. was the wrong goal like not to ever make anybody upset was the wrong goal so we got to replace that one but also to paint the picture of the there is no risk-free way to do this like you're either you're either going to risk the world uh, coming after you and hating you and reviling you, or you're going to risk losing any grip on what's real and true. And that means the gospel. That means everything that is going to help and save you in this world of lies. Yeah.
0: And you're also going to be, you know, you're going to either already, there's so many separations for people from their actual biology. You know, we, we, we've already gone kind of a far distance away from being connected to our own bodies. The the, mm-hmm. the division that's been pushed for the last long while between the, the mind and feelings against the actual physical realities that you have, you shouldn't feel. I mean, the women in particular have felt that, I think, more than anyone, because mm-hmm. the w- women, the bi- biological reality of giving birth or being pregnant has slowly become more pathologized it's like all of the things that you have going on biologically are a problem that needs to be solved rather than mm-hmm. something that's really fine you know, so maybe you don't love it but it's it's you know it is part of who you are so mm-hmm. there you know and you shouldn't you should sublimate all of that you should go into the workplace you should you know push, push, push. And don't, don't, don't stop and, and know and feel who you are biologically who you think you are in your head and your feelings is who you are. So that, that, that division has been, you know, trundled down the road. And I think women have been left by the wayside on that score. Uh, So it's so, so funny. I mean, I think it's awesome that men are on Twitter, like talking about how they, are so excited because they're going to have a period or something like that well that alone shows that you were never a woman you do you were never you you have been you've betrayed yourself because no one says that you dummy and i'm sorry but like so you the the stakes though you know they're eternal but they're also now you know there are ways to 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 back off off the precipice, and and have some reintegration between your body, your mind, and your spirit, that comes by through I don't believing in Jesus. Actually, it's a spiritual task that has physical and biological. ramifications that gift wins what is that called when you get something by working hard mm-hmm. payoffs <laughs> uh, see i'm not as a woman i can't think of these difficult words but i i mean what do you you i have i have daughters are you kidding me i they have to they have to part of being allowed to be human is not having to fight against who they are all the time or be told by people that they um, can be whatever they want to be. I mean, it's just crazy. They don't have time for that dumbness. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I don't know. Is there a way out of this? What what is our advice for people who feel like they might feel like a woman, (laughs) but they're
2: not? (laughs) Unfortunately... I, people with gender dysphoria probably can't find a, a therapist to treat them. I mean, that's sort of been criminalized, which oh, is bad. That's terrible.
0: I mean, there's a lot of wickedness right now, but that is a, that is a terrible, to, to not have somebody who could help you come in line with an objective reality, such as your own body. Mm-hmm. And be able to accept it in a kindly way. You know, you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to shame the people. It's like, that's yeah. the therapists never do that. And you don't right. and you don't have to become like, you don't have to. Women largely don't dress in, you know, as drag queens <laughs> too. <laughs> that's not the standard you have to meet for femininity. If you're a woman or if you're a man, you don't have to be uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. There are other, there's a, you know, you could just wake up and eat your breakfast in the morning and you would be a man if you had the DNA of a man. So you don't have to think about it so much, but I, I was, I it's not, it is shocking. It feels like the wrath of God is amping up on us in a terrible way. Well, I think you're right. I think
3: it does. It is shocking. And it does feel like the wrath of God is, <laughs> is amping up a little bit because it's, we've always lied, right? I mean, society, groups of people, individuals, like that's what we do. We take the truth that pl- should be plain to us and we deny it, right? So we we are constantly lying and denying God and rebelling, but to have, to have it on such a widespread level and at such a fundamental point, it's hard to imagine, like, is there another lie that could be bigger or more important than this one? I'm not sure there is. I mean, obviously that there is no God that I'm God, but that's, that's, this is how that's, that lie is playing out in our time. Mm -hmm. And obviously we have the, we have technology that can, you know, amputate parts and make it look like something has changed, but, um, so that, I guess that part is new, but it it is shocking that so many people would celebrate something that is so clearly and fundamentally wrong, <laughs> just just not right. I mean, not even morally wrong, just just like not a thing and and yet keep saying it loudly that it is right and, and then others going along with it. it seems like like we're headed like we're off the cliff. <laughs> Uh, that's just what it feels like because I, I can you th- I don't know I, I really mean that question like is there a bigger lie that is coming down the pike that we could avoid than this one I don't know
0: I mean I feel like I don't even want to a- ask that question because probably there is and there's something I never you know so you know I'm an, I'm in I'm a person just quietly in my corner I'm baby in the corner when marriage the definition of marriage was changed in the U.S. I in a formal way of, you know even after coming out of the Episcopal church, which shouldn't, I should have had no shock left. I was pretty shocked. I was like, Oh, I, you know, I knew this would happen someday, but I thought it would be another 50 years or something, but no. So, you know, and from then to now it's again, it comes really fast. Once you get, once you're willing to tell, you know, one kind of lie, then it's easy to tell uh, the, all the ones that come after that. So I am a little afraid, like, I can't think of any bigger lies, but I'm not very imaginative. So, I thought it was, you know, I uh, I have been shocked by a lot of things. I, you know, abortion has always shocked me, <laughs> and uh, people lying and saying that there's no God. It, some part of me is, I find, I still find that a little bit shocking. Of course, it's a common lie. Uh, I I'm happy because. You know, in the day, back in the day, you'd have to, if you really wanted to lie, you could, the big lies were like, Jesus doesn't have two natures or, you know, Mm -hmm. all of the Bible isn't really the Bible or, you know, difficult things to figure out. But this Mm -hmm. one is so epic. It's so obvious and big uh, that even, even people like me can refute it by just saying, that's not true. You don't it's, have to just be, Just know. Just nope. no. That's not a thing. That's the level of the
2: argument. Yeah. So... But it is, I think, encouraging that there are um, secular or non-Christian people who are starting to say enough is enough and this is a lie. And more people are being willing to say that, you know, the emperor... Has no clothes. These lies that society tells itself um, are not are not true, mm. and and we are not going to abide by it. So I, you know, it is being chipped away at, and you know the chattering class, the uh, cultural uh, leaders on. Twitter or wherever, or in academia or in government, um, you know, they may be saying one thing, but I think over and over again, they they see, at least in the US, that uh, the bulk of Americans, you know, do not believe them. They may be, you know, saying it, they may be spreading it, but it is, um, it's not a done deal it's
0: it's not a done deal and it's I mean it's part it's heartbreaking it's so heartbreaking to to see that it's actually children that are the battleground that that is also another point of shock for me it's not it's not men and women grown men and women talking to each other to try to figure out what a man is or what a woman is like it's not an intellectual exercise at all doesn't matter what Ideas you bring to the table. The fact is that young children are now caught in the center of this. As and I mean, my favorite thing on Twitter is the "Okay Groomer" uh, hashtag, or <laughs> when people just say "Okay Groomer." Hey Disney, what's your it's your problem. Uh, why do you, why do you need, why can't you talk to other people your own age? Why do you have to be allowed to say to very, very young children who, who what your thoughts about feelings about your own bi- biology are? That's absurd. Uh, and I, again, I wouldn't have been able to have imagined that five years ago either. I should have. I should be more creative than I am, or imaginative, but uh, I'm, it, it's it's not very imaginative. It's ugly, and mm-hmm. shocking, and tragic, and that uh, I'm sure that that is having an effect on people who don't believe in God, seeing that right. go down. Yes. If it's about the children, it is about the children, actually, in a weird, sick way. What and why is it about the children? Uh, so, and I mean, I guess I, that's probably what I hoped for when judge Brown was being interviewed, you know, or what's it called? What questions? No, Yeah. the mm-hmm. hearings and somebody says, yeah. what is a woman? I, I guess speaking as a woman and as a mother, I would have wanted her to stand up out of her seat and say, this is what it means to be a woman. And all of y'all back up off our children. And this is, Oh, you know, if I come on the court, I'm going to, if these kinds of cases come before me, I'm going to say that women are a protected class and girls and baby girls, and you can't do that. That that's what I had wished happened. And instead, you know, she said, I'm not a biologist. So. That makes me feel hopeless, <laughs> speaking of mm-hmm. as a woman. My favorite thing in the world was it was ages ago, but the BBC did a funny spoof documentary called W1A. Did any of you watch that? And one of the characters, every every line she had, it was a, like a sitcom, but she kept saying well, speaking as a woman. And it was, so that was her tagline. She said it all the time. And it was funny 10 years ago. It was funny speaking as a woman here. I am at the BBC and my, as a, as a class of people, you know, Mm -hmm. what I think matters. Ha. And it's not fun. I mean, first of all, they couldn't make the show now, but second of all, it, it's a joke, but it's not a joke. You have to say, speaking as an actual biological woman, I just wanted to let you know what I thought. <laughs> it, uh, that's right. I was assigned
3: that sex at birth. So just yeah. FYI.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't observed. It was assigned. Right. It was assigned By some assigned. random I said, person. I, like to, I know like, the, you
3: know, the doctor, the doctor decided to assign that arbitrarily <laughs> assigned me that Uh. well i find that encouraging too so i know it's dark and disgusting that the children are the pawns in this play that we're watching or that we're watching this battle that we're watching play out which is really disturbing on every level and it does reveal how dark the lie goes and how twisted it is um with its sexual perversion side and also it's lie about god making me who i am so on both sides because it's it focuses on the children and that's what that is where the battleground is which i find on the one hand very sad and depressing on the other hand it's encouraging because you know all these parents who otherwise would feel or be sort of under equipped to evangelize and disciple their children are becoming uh convinced that they must prepare that they must speak about these things with their children, that it's incumbent on them to teach and evangelize their own children about not just these issues, but about Christianity. And so the days are clearly gone when you could outsource that to your youth pastor and, and you know, send them to public school and hope for the best. And COVID helped reveal that, You know it's like the veil has been pulled back. COVID helped reveal what they're really learning at school, which was deeply disturbing. And the cultural moment, you know, to see what's happening on the television every, literally every day, with the transgender question and sexuality in schools and all that, um, is is showing parents, Christian parents in particular, but certainly parents of all kinds, that you cannot take for granted what is being taught to your children. And the world will teach them. The world will disciple them. Your your kid's teacher, who has an agenda, is coming for your kid, possibly you should probably check and you should probably be prepared to answer some of those questions and provide the, what's true and what's real and what actually gives us hope in the midst of that. And so I'm encouraged in that sense that um, the, as alarming as it is, that, that, that horror and that alarm is actually gonna fuel people's convictions and desire to figure out how to stumble through a conversation with their kids at the very least where they would never have had it before.
0: That's true. And I think fam, you know, churches and I mean in churches are really gonna need to become, and I think they already are. I think COVID helped help to do this. Refuge, you know, a a market distinction between the church and the world is is finally happening that should have always been there. And yeah. so that people with children can find real help when all you know everything else is just completely insane so i mean this is an ideal time to be a christian really (laughs) as in every age yeah
3: like yeah come in and rest and um take heart be equipped to go back out again and survive until you come back the next time (laughs) come
2: to church (laughs) come to church yeah and and it's good news for people who feel despised or insecure or unsettled to know that they were made in god's image Mm -hmm. male and female created Mm -hmm. you know
0: on purpose yes not as an accident and not subject to their own not subject i mean definitely subject to sin but also preserved Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we sin, we fall short, but God is still given really wonderful gifts in the body, in His image, and I, you know, I, I, I think my hour is drawing short. But I, I've spent a lot of time reading the Bible back and forth, and I, I like one of the things I love about the Old Testament, well, it's in the New, New, New Testament as well, but the, the interplay. It, between men and women, the there's so much, so many terrible things happen between men and women. If you're looking for every kind of abuse or trouble or violence that women can suffer at the hands of men, and the and the voice, the way that women talk back to men, as I think that's kind of a progressive way of saying it, but the I don't mean it in that way. I. I just it's the Bible doesn't come out and the Old Testament doesn't come out and say what is a woman except after the first chapter. You know, it says it in the first couple of chapters what is a woman. And then it and then you watch it unfold in grief and sin and mercy and it's terrible and wonderful. But you can't, if you're going to say, if you're going to say, well, we don't know anymore what a woman is, then you can't go and read. You cannot study the Levites concubine And you can't possibly understand what's going on with the slave girl and Naaman when she comes to tell Naaman about the prophet in Israel. And you can't, ultimately, you can't understand Mary, and then you can't understand Christ. So that's really terrible. You know, (laughs) why would, for progressives in the church, you should back off because everything that you've spent the last two decades saying is so important. You're just blow. I mean, now I'm repeating myself. You're blowing it away in one breath. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> stop is what I'm saying. Go to church. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Go to church. Go to church. One.
2: <laughs> oh, not not one. That but go to church. a good church. Yeah. Go to a good right. church. Good church yeah one that uh one that if they uh uh, preach that on the corner or on twitter they'd be canceled yes right that's what you want
0: (laughs) yeah
3: shady says he asks himself that a lot like is what i'm teaching and preaching about just you know from week to week something that would get me killed in the first century something that would have gotten me killed in the first century and and he used to ask that about, um, in his mind, not to their faces, but like when we were in the Episcopal church, obviously, and the answer answer was a resounding no for the Episcopalians. Like, you know, are, would you, if you're, if you're willing to give a little pinch of incense to Caesar and like, you know, well, it's probably fine. Then you're, you're not going to get killed in the first century. But if you're, if you're going to say, actually, this is the only real way there's, this is, this is the only way forward. Sorry about your other gods that aren't really gods. Um, then your toast. And so it's a it's actually a good question to ask, I find. Um, you know, would I have been recognizable as a Christian to the early Christians? And if it's so nuanced that you don't know what a man and a woman is, then I'm gonna go with no. So, you know, not that kind of church then.
0: Yeah, don't go to that.
3: Yeah, don't go to that church. <laughs> well I don't know. It's a strange times that we're living in where we have to have a whole podcast on that question. Um, but
0: I'm sure things will continue to be interesting. I think if we we should offer ourselves, if people if people are listening to this and they are really confused and they don't know whether they are a woman or not, they, they should write in and we'll offer some help. We'll tell you, we'll ask you some diagnostic questions and then we'll tell you whether or not you're a woman. And mm-hmm. then if you are a woman, we'll tell you what to do. But the Babylon
2: Bee already did that. Did it's they? It's pretty good. Yes, it's pretty good. I'll have to go and look
0: at it. Up. <laughs> oh, I'm so not plagiarizing, but we could have our own spin, though. Mm-hmm. Stand firm, counseling, service, life coaching. We'll tell you what to do if you don't know what your biological sex is.
2: Uh, the first one is go to church. Yes. Yeah.
0: And then we'll tell you there too what you should do. So, well, speaking as a woman, I have to cook food for my family, yes, <laughs> whom I brought forth out of my own flesh. You did so, not metaphorically, not metaphorically,
1: and certainly not
0: spiritually, just like <laughs> literally. <laughs>
3: Oh, that's funny. All right. Well, this was fun. Thanks.
2: Okay. See you guys. Thank you. Thanks.
1: Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it. Thanks so much for listening to the Stand Firm podcast. That's all the time we have this week. If you want to keep the conversation going, please be in touch with us. You can rate and review the podcast on iTunes or send us an email at mailbag at standfirminfaith.com or join the Anglicans for the Gospel Facebook group. Special thanks this week to Ann Kennedy, Liza Koch, and Rolinda Greger. Lord willing, Matt, J.D., and I will be back next week. I'm Nick Lannon. Until then, by the grace of God and Jesus Christ, we'll be standing firm.